Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this Monday, March 12, 2018 edition. Thank you so much for taking your time out to tune into the program today and what a program it is. And I want to jump right into it because this guest I've been trying to get on for a while. I saw him do a presentation and I thought I've got to get him on to really bless my listeners because he lays out a very important topic. And I really believe this affects us all and I want to jump right into it. So without further ado, it is Pastor Randy Ritchie. Listen, Randy, I'm just going to let you get into this teaching. You take it away and give it back to me. You're ready, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'd love to. Thank you very much. We're going to talk about Freemasonry. And before, uh, just before we even get started in the teaching, I want to say that my father was a Freemason. I was born the son of a Freemason. I thank God I've been born into the family of God through Jesus Christ, my faith in him by grace. And I'm grateful for that. I don't dishonor my dad. I, I love my dad. My dad loved me. He was an alcoholic. A lot of issues with that. I believe part of the reason that he was in alcoholism is because he joined Freemasonry. Then you need to know this, that every time a person takes one of the oaths or vows of Freemasonry, masonry they open themselves up to another host of spirits by the way if you are born from a family with a bloodline of freemasonry you're going to be born with masonic spirits you're going to be born into that and even though you may not join the eastern star those spirits will begin to try to steer or harass you in life you're going to contend with them and many of you may have been suffering from the effects of them a high level mason has a full understanding of what he's doing and i'm not just talking 32nd degree i'm not talking about degree i'm talking about those that are adept at what they do it's just like folks that go to church there are people that go to church and they've been going to church for 20 years and they're the same as they were when they started you know and they may be faithful and they may be going every, every day but what they do monday through friday whatever their church day is what they do on those other days doesn't necessarily reflect what their calling really is in the lord and so they don't really learn they're just putting their time in now, we do a ministry where we call that person mechanical mike he's just punching the clock but then there are those that are in god that search out god's word and they hunger and thirst for his ways and his righteousness and they grow in the lord and the promise of the lord is that he'll take us from glory to glory if we'll just continue in him and in that surrender well in freemasonry it works like this these guys the group of what they call the illumined ones and yes uh, many of those are part of what we call the illuminati the elite of the world but the core of those people in leadership have full understanding of who they're serving which i will show to you later is none other than lucifer and so they know that and their stated thing is that they need the rest of the Masons to bring them really legitimacy and to be able to hide behind. But your average Mason, listen to me, the average guy, we got them all over the South. I've seen them up north. They're all over the world. But the average Mason doesn't have a clue of what he's gotten into. And the minute that he begins to take those oaths, he's spiritually blinded. He becomes spiritually blinded and can't see anymore. So we're going to talk about Freemasonry. We sent um, a PowerPoint that Sheila may be able to make available, but we'll talk some about the symbology, some about the snares, and we're going to talk about its conflicts 
with the Word of God. So let's begin. My Mason's Creed is syncretic. That's S-Y-N-C-R-E-T-I-C. That means a mixing. It's a mixture. They believe that there is a salvation without rebirth. Now, I'm not going to tell you. Listen, there's some Masons. There are Masons that believe in Jesus. There are some Masons that profess Christ. The organization as a whole says that that you just have to believe in God. And listen, I heard somebody say today, now this was something I didn't know, but there were two factions of Freemasonry. British Freemasonry says you have to have a God. Now that God could be, you could declare for Jesus and therefore believe in God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right. It could be Buddha. It could be Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, the Hindu gods. It could be any god they would accept in a in an American lodge that came out of British Freemasonry. Is if you come in and you wanted to join the lodge, if you were of a Christian background and wanted to do it and say it was Christian, they would put a Bible down there for you. But if you came in and you were a Hindu, then they would put what's called a Veda. If you came down as a Muslim, they would put the Quran on there for you. Now, there's another stream of Freemasonry that was in France called the Grand Orient stream of Freemasonry, and they are fully atheistic, fully atheistic. I don't know that we have any of those lodges here, but they are uh, throughout Europe. And I believe, shockingly, that not only was um, Benjamin Franklin, he was part of American Freemasonry, British Freemasonry, but as well he was part of the Grand Orient Freemasonry as well. So remember, it's a mixture. I want you to hear this. If you're a child of God, if you're a child of God, if you go back and you look, and Israel was set there, and the Bible says they're an example for us. In the King James, it says they're an ensample for us. They were there, and what happened with them is there for us to see. We can see their victories, and we can see their defeats. We can see when they walked straight, and we can see their pitfalls. And I want you to know that if you'll study history of Israel, you're going to see that whenever, and any even after the split up of Israel and Judah, none of Israel after the split up, after Solomon's death, they split up. There were northern tribes and the southern tribes, and the ten northern tribes never fully served God again. They never had a good king. They never did right again. They got carried away into judgment ahead of the northern tribes. The northern tribes, every once in a while, they'd have a king that would repent, and he would do well, and so God stayed their judgment. But hear me, Israel never lost a battle when they didn't have a mixture. It was only when they brought mixtures in, when they began to waver from the true worship of the only and one true God that they got defeated. So it is for you today, Christian, and you bring mixture. Listen, there is God. He has his ways. His ways are defined in the Bible. And this is a bonus. Many of God's people, listen, many of God's people, they have made God in the image they want him to be. So they made him like who they want him to be and not who his Bible clearly defines him to be. So if that's you, take the time right now and begin to repent. If you think God's okay with abortion, you need to repent. If you think God's okay with gay marriage, you need to repent. If you think God's okay with heterosexual shacking up, you need to repent. 
If you think it's okay for you to blow off at your temper every time you turn around, you need to repent. You got a mixture. Listen, if you think it's all right to be full of anxiety and fear, listen, I don't condemn you. I'm not condemning you for it. Just repent. Turn to God. He'll help you. But it's necessary to repent. If you ever want freedom and what we're talking about, and the whole reason for even exposing this Freemasonry, which I believe is a huge part of the spiritual problem in America. I believe it is a huge part so that you would be convicted and if you're already walking with God you're being quick to repent you're being quick to forgive but you're struggling in areas perhaps there's some keys going to come today that'll unlock some things for you now here masonry I just said you can put a Bible down you can put a Veda down which is the Hindu do you can put a Quran down that is a mixture and yet the Word of God Acts 4.12 says salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which men must be saved. It is just Jesus alone. Now, Masonic secrecy is Gnostic, and Gnostic means in a just a nutshell of Gnosticism, that means you're going to be able to attain salvation, you're going to be able to attain righteousness through knowledge, and it's hidden. It becomes a club. We've got it. Unless you join us, you're not getting it. Now, one thing that happens with a Mason, I'm just going to say this, a Christian Mason, if you're listening to this, you have received the light of the world. Jesus is the light. There's no need for any other. And yet when you knocked on that door, you went in and said, I've come to seek the light. See, you think you may be seeking light from God, but that light is not from God. It is a dark light. It is a light from Lucifer, the light bearer, who comes as an angel of light. There are things God will explain to you. There are things that if you serve him, that, that you can come to greater levels of understanding. But all of it's revealed in the Bible. It's been given to us. It's been preserved. There's nothing hidden. It is very plain how it says to get saved. It's by faith and faith. We're told how to get saved. We're told how to behave. We're told how to be blessed. We're told how to prosper. We're told all the things up front of what will bring a healthy, prosperous, successful life in the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to suffer persecution. The Bible tells us it is plain. The point is nothing hidden. Nothing hidden hidden. So 2 Corinthians 4 and 2 says, but they have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians, as he says in 4, 3 and 4, 4, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. That was 4, 4. Now, it says this, that it's Satan that blinds men, the God of this world, is the enemy. The devil is not everywhere, but demons are everywhere. So many people are blind. They have mind-blinding spirits. How do you know, how many know you can be blind to something? They see, initially, you get saved. The only thing you know, only thing you know is you're a sinner and you need Jesus and you need what he did and you believe that he's God and you believe that he came and was born of a virgin and that he lived a spotless life and that he died and that on the cross and he rose again on the third day and you believe that he sits with God and he's the son of God and he is God and you believe and that's all you can see. And we praise God for that. And sometimes you, you might need to anchor back on that. 
He paid the price. That's why we want to live for him. He paid the price. But listen to me. Later on, you might begin to see that he wants you. You can pray for healing and you can pray and believe he'll take care of you. Many even the promises of those in the prosperity of God, they're reading straight from the word of God, but they're manipulating the sheep. <laughs> So if we focus all on one area, we become unbalanced. See, it, it becomes wrong when it's send such and such money to this ministry and you're going to be blessed. So this kind of seed and you're going to receive this. But, you know, God's word is true. Every part of his word is true. But we want to walk in the full counsel of God. So listen to me. You're praying for people. There's a nugget for you. Bind the enemy. The Lord says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. So bind the mind blinding spirits. Jesus said, if you're going to take a man's house, you must first bind the strong man. So when I'm doing warfare, I'm going to bind the strong man, then the mind-blinding spirits in the name of Jesus and ask God to speak and convict people. So their work is hidden. Our work is in the open. Freemasonry commits a sin of partiality. So in other words, they're going to favor the Freemasons. When I was in business, I, I remember losing a contract. I had I had done good work for this one school district, and all of a sudden, I'd go to do another bid, and I lost it. And then I was walking around that place, and I find that Masonic cornerstone, and then I realized that the guy that beat me was a Mason and got the business. Masons will walk in courtrooms, and if the judge is a Mason, they'll make a hand signal, both the left hand, right hand, made into a square, and say, we're going to get a square deal today, aren't we judge and they just told that judge i'm a mason and instantly the scales of justice get swung in the favor of that mason uh we had a president of the united states that uh, a while back committed a sin and a sexual sin in the white house everybody knew he did it the evidence was overwhelming that he did it it was proven he lied to congress so the rep house of representatives i'm talking about uh, the man that was married to the woman that didn't win, thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And when he went to court in the Senate, they did not impeach him. And I'm telling you, they didn't impeach him because the Senate is full of Masons and there's no way they're going to impeach a brother Mason. I want to tell you some uh, list here of a few famous Freemasons. This comes from their website. It does not scratch the surface, but it's a few. Many, many of these famous people are masons and i present to you that it's not by coincidence that they're masons so there was how about uh, buzz aldrin there was louis armstrong how about benedict arnold how about general hap arnold he was the commander of the army air force stephen f austin who's called the father of texas a man named gene altry lloyd balfour made the jewelry omar bradley is a military leader he was another general there was james buchanan president of the united states david g burnett who was the first president of the republic of texas Admiral Byrd went to the North and the South Pole, another uh, multiple Supreme Court justices. How about, anybody ever heard of Buffalo Bill? Wild Bill, Buffalo Bill Cody. How about Nat King Cole, famous singer? How about Samuel Colt, the firearms uh, manufacturer and inventor? Davy Crockett, William Cushing, Sam Houston. Listen, in a little bit, I'm going to talk about obelisk. And a, obelisk is a, um, it's a male phallic symbol. 
It's a male phallic symbol. The most famous one is called the Washington Monument. If you go down to Houston, you're going to see one right there at a place called San Jacinto, where the Battle of San Jacinto was fought, where the Texans beat the Mexicans in the Texans' War for Independence. And I was a student of history growing up, and it always kind of baffled me why Sam Houston let Santa Ana go when he caught him. And they had that Battle of San Jacinto, and if you find out, as you will in a little bit, of the perversion that comes with Freemasonry, well, it turns out, well, during the battle, uh, Santa Ana was sleeping with a Mexican prostitute, so the defeat happened, he gets captured, and he's got Santa Ana, and Sam Houston let him go. Well, I found out that not only was Sam Houston a Freemason, but so was Santa Ana. So he let him go over those reasons. So anybody ever heard of Ron Howard? Opie, he's an actor, movie director, producer. Opie from Andy Griffith. Burl Ives, Andrew Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Andrew Johnson, ex-president, Lyndon Johnson, all Freemasons. Eddie Rickenbacker, he was a flying ace. Uh, Ringling Brothers Circus, they were all Masons. All seven brothers and their father were Masons. Sugar Ray Robinson, Roy Rogers, Will Rogers, Franklin Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt, Wiley B. Rutledge, Supreme Court Justice. Uh, how about Governor George Wallace, former governor of Alabama, Jack Warner of Warner Brothers, Earl Warren of the Supreme Court. It was the Warren Commission, by the way, that couldn't find out uh, what happened to Kennedy and covered up all of that mess. Clearly killed in a conspiracy, but they covered it up. Booker T. Washington was a Mason. George Washington was a Mason. John Wayne was a Mason. And that was just a few pulled out of an A to Z list that dwarfed what I just read clearly Masonic influence in those areas. And that went all the way from presidents to actors to singers to industrialists. Now listen, Masons make unholy vows. This is where a lot of the personal trouble gets because you need to hear this, church. You need to hear this, people. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and a man shall eat the fruit therein. In other words, what you say is going to produce fruit for you to eat. So if you're speaking words of life, listen, we're not talking magic. We're talking words. God created. He said, let there be light. And there was light. God made us after his image, and he gave us authority and dominion here on the earth. And things we speak make a difference. If you're grumbling, if you're complaining, if you're ungrateful and all those things are coming out of your mouth, things aren't changing. If you start and grab a hold of God's promises for you and know that he loves you and you start being thankful, things will change. But it needs to come out of your mouth. Conversely, death. You can speak death over people. You can speak death into situations. Words have power. Masons make unholy vows. This is the power of their words. But listen what the Lord says. Here's his instruction. Matthew 5, 34 through 37. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven for it's God's throne, nor by earth for it's his footstool, neither by Jerusalem for it's the city of the great king. Neither shall you swear by your head because you can't make one hair white or black unless you're going to dye it. Neither shall you swear by your head because you can't make one hair white or black but let your communication be yay, yay, and nay, nay. Yes, yes, no, no. For whatsoever is more than this comes of the devil. Freemasonry is a hidden fraternal order. It's divine by them as a system of morality. The first three steps of the Blue Lodge. The first degree is called entered apprentice. The second degree is called fellow craft. 
The third degree is called Master Masons. Most men only go to the third degree, but if one chooses, he may advance either through the York Rite or the Scottish Rite. There is 32 degrees in the Scottish Rite, and the York has 13. Many degrees... The mason pledges himself to Egyptian and other deities. In the 33rd degree, now listen, it's honorary. You get chosen to be a 33rd degree. But let me tell you this. I told you that the higher level masons, many of them know what they're doing. They know. They know that they're serving Lucifer. Hear this. Many men called good have a dark side and know that every 33rd degree Mason knows fully what he's doing. He's chosen and only 33rd degree Masons can be at an initiation of a 33rd degree Mason. But once uh, you get to 32nd degree, you can become a Shriner. As a Shriner, you're going to place your hand on the Muslim pagan Quran and you're going to pledge yourself to Allah. Allah is a demon. Allah is a false god. He's, he's probably a fallen angel. He's more than likely the prince of Persia with another name. But his religion denies that God has a son. They're going to find out. Lord, help them. Save. Lord, I just ask you to pull your spirit out upon the Muslim people and get yourself a harvest out of those people. In Jesus' name, lead them into truth, Father, in the name of Jesus. The Masonic symbolism, I'm sure many of you have seen that in most of these towns in the South. When you drive into a town, they've got a, a board up, and that board will have things like the Rotary Club, and it'll have the Lions Club, and it'll have you know a few other things in the town, but then it'll also, down here, here, you'll see the Masonic emblem that, that it lets you know there's a lodge there and quite often the Eastern Star. And listen, the Eastern Star was formed so that the women would have a place to go when their men were going because the men were secretly doing what they're doing. They would not tell their wives what they, so they created the Eastern Star to give the women something to do. And they do not do the same thing in the Eastern Star. They don't take the same vows because, listen, there ain't too many people. I'm going to read to you in a little bit some of the vows of Freemasonry, like where they say they would cut their throat and cut their chest open and be scattered in the in the ocean. It's, it's pretty wild. Women wouldn't do that. Most of them and so and maybe some more today than would when the eastern star got formed but they just give them something to do but listen to me the head of an eastern star lodge is a freemason they are directly tied he's called a worthy patron they're directly tied to freemasonry so if you have somebody you're cursed you're cursed if you belong to the masons and you're cursed if you belong to the eastern star matter of fact without breaking the curses you're going to be operating in the curses that your ancestors brought on you as when Worley would say, if the inequities, he, he's dead now. He was an amazing minister of deliverance. But when Worley would say, if you did that, you're cursed, and your children are cursed, and your grandchildren are cursed, and your great-grandchildren are cursed, and your great-great-grandchildren are cursed. That means the inequities means you got an, a generational weakness that comes down a bloodline, and that weakness also brings the legal right to, of the, the demons to work that to try to destroy your life and then your children's life and your grandchildren's life. So when you look and you see the Masonic symbolism, it's always got a G in the middle and it's got a square and a compass, a square and a compass. Uh, Ex-33rd degree Mason, one of the few that ever came out, named Jim Shaw, taught that the G in basic Masonic symbol, what they tell you up front means God. Later on, they're going to tell you it represents geometry. But in reality, it represents the generative principle, the sun god. 
Sun God and Phallus, the male symbol, one in the same in symbolism. One in the same in symbolism. The moon and female symbols, one in the same. Sun and male, moon and female. It's also Really, when you tie all this stuff back, you're gonna you go back to Babylon and then beyond that to the tree of knowledge and good and evil. So if you look at yin yang, when you look at that symbolism, it means good, bad, male, female, sun, moon, dark, light. So symbolism is important. I, I'm gonna I want you to hear this. I told somebody that this this is the truth. Said the only people with an understanding of the supernatural in the whole world that don't understand symbolism matters, unfortunately, is most Christians. But the rest of the world, it matters to them. Because here's the deal. What these symbols do is lend agreement to what they represent. And the enemy is looking for the agreement of man. If you're a Christian and you got a shirt with a dragon on it, and yet over there in the book of Revelation in chapter 12, it calls him that old dragon, the serpent of old, talking about the devil, then you've got a shirt on that represents the devil. Why would you want to do that? But listen, so on the basis level, why would you want to do that? Why? If you belong to God. Because you are attracting those that agree. I'm talking about the things you can't see. There's an unseen realm that battle is going on, the battle for the souls of men, not for the sovereignty of God, because God made the devil. The devil belongs to God. God will do away with the devil when he's ready. But the battle is for the souls of man. It's for the souls. So why, if you're a Christian, especially if you're a Christian, would you want to have anything in your property, what you're wearing that represents something that agrees with the devil. So I spoke of that dragon, but do you, do you got dream catchers in your home? Do you got Buddhas in your home? Do you got totem poles in your home? Do you got good luck charms in your home? How about a rabbit's foot? How about a four-leaf clover? How about any of those things? Do you trust God or are you trusted in luck? Root word of luck is Lucifer, by the way. So where, where are we at in this? That was a rabbit trail, but maybe somebody needed to hear that. So we got this square and the compass, and we got the G in the middle. And you're going to see from the words of a man named Albert Pike, who was uh, a Masonic hero, and his bones are still in the temple in Washington, D.C. You're going to see what he says about Lucifer here in just a little bit. But understand, they gave them different meanings. The initiates get told things, and then later on they get told more when the truth is, the truth is they are idle pagan symbolism. Now listen, so you got the square and the compass, and they're inverted one on top of the other it goes all the way back to before the flood now listen it points to nimrod because of what he was trying to do but it goes to before the flood genesis chapter 6 said the sons of god they were angels they were the watchers took the daughters of men for wives and there were giants in the land it all goes back to the mixture the mixture to before and listen the mixture of what's coming specifically the antichrist and it comes the whole deal is about man being made perfect into a God. Hey, listen to me. The only perfection comes if you're in Christ. The only perfection comes if you're in Christ. And when he resurrects your body, whether it be your ashes, whether it be in the ground, whatever it is, God's going to find you if you belong to him. And he's going to resurrect you. And he's going to give you a perfect, glorious body and you'll never be able to sin again. That's our promise. That's our glorious promise. Now, conversely, those that die outside of Christ, and they're going to be resurrected to a trial that you wouldn't want to attend if you were them. Masons have mixed the Bible. They mix the Bible 
idolatry, paganism, the occult, Gnosticism, Kabbalah, fertility cults, Satanism, although they deny, listen, the highest levels deny Satan. They deny him up front, but I promise you they know he, they know Lucifer is Satan. They mix spiritualism, demonology, and it's been like it's been put in a blender and it's come up with a Masonic religion. They deny it's a religion, but it's a religion. It is a religion. It is not of God. It is a harlot of Babylon. They say they offer candidates the light. As I spoke earlier, why would a Christian who received the light of Christ need any other light? Here's the words of Jesus, John 8, 12. I am the light of the world, Jesus said. Speaking to the Pharisees, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have a life filled with light and will never live in the dark. Help us, Lord, to follow you. The light that the Freemasons are actually given is Lucifer. All Masons are worse than Lucifer, whether in ignorance or not. I want to say that again, whether in ignorance or not. In the word of God in Job 1.7 says Satan walks to and fro on this earth. Our adversary is a master deceiver. Many good men and women are tricked by the seemingly good works and the outwardly moral profession of Freemasonry. Listen, the Shriners Hospital is a good work. They got burn centers. They got crippled children's centers. They are good works, undoubtedly good works, but they're not God works. They're not done in the name of God. So we have to understand it. Listen, the Bible says that Satan deceives the whole world. He's good at what he does. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of life. 15. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I live in Oklahoma. When I came up here, the Lord told me that, because I'm from Texas, but we moved up here about six years ago, and the Lord told me that this was a place of deep-seated religion. And what he was showing me is that the Baptists are deep-seated Baptists, and the Assembly of God are deep-seated Assembly of God, and the Presbyterians are deep-seated Presbyterians, and the Methodists are deep-seated Methodists, and the Masons are deep-seated Masons, and the medicine men are deep-seated medicine men, and the people operating witchcraft are deep-seated. It's a big, deep religious spirit here, holding people to what they're into. Now, I'm not telling you that all those that I call down in the church, as many of them may be saved out of that, but there's a deep-seated religious religiosity. Well, here recently, I was doing some research, and I live in an area called the Choctaw Territory. It's 10 counties in southeast Oklahoma that the Choctaw Native Americans are from. This is where they, it's not where they're from. They got pulled here, but this is what land they were given, this area. They're not on a reservation here, but there's much land owned by the Choctaws and businesses and other things. So as I'm doing this research, I end up finding out the history here. And there was a particular man who was a missionary that came here named Murrow. And he joined Freemasonry and he became a Freemason. It was when the, one of the first ones in the first lodge here was done in Cherokee territory. And then he ended up coming to the Choctaws and he's the one that started Freemasonry here with the uh, Scottish Rite. And he brought in the York Rite. He brought both of those into into this place. So a major, major guy to bring Freemasonry in, but he also formed and, and started over a hundred churches in this area. A hundred Baptist churches. So if that that tells you the deep seatedness of the religion. Now what is the lodge? What about the lodge in a believer? 
So here's what the Word of God says. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? And what part has he that believes with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, and I will walk with them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore... This is 17. Come out from amongst them and be you separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So we are told to come out of works of darkness. We're told to come out of unrighteousness. Deuteronomy 5, 9 says, Do not bow down to any idol or worship it, for I am the Lord your God, and I, I tolerate no rivals. I bring punishment on those who hate me and on their descendants down to the third and the fourth generation. Now listen, unknown to most Masons, there's an occult side to Masonry. It is at levels in Masonry that most Masons never get to. Listen to Albert Pike. He was the preeminent Masonic authority. He says that Masons in the first, second, third degrees, known as the blue degrees, are intentionally misled by false interpretation. His moral and dogma is handed out to the fourth degree Masons. It says they are intentionally misled by false interpretations of Masonic symbolism. It is not intended that he shall understand them, but it is intended that he shall imagine he understands them. I'll repeat that again. It is not intended that he shall understand them, but it is intended that he shall imagine he understands them. In his book, Masonry Beyond the Light, William Schnobelin, he's now a saved, spirit-filled Christian deliverance minister. He talks about his experiences first as a Satanist, then as a Mason, and he reveals how as he went from Satanism to Masonry that many rituals were identical or similar to those practiced in witchcraft. He's got a book called Masonry Beyond the Light, recommended to people. Look at the names of Masonry. We have the Brotherhood, the Lodge, but here's one, the Craft, if that'll tell you anything. Some of the false gods in Masonry are Baal, Osiris, Horus, Isis, Vishnu, Brahma, Allah. So I told you my daddy was a Mason at the beginning of this, and my dad had a Masonic Bible, and he gave it to me. Before I got born again, you know, I didn't know that that was a problem, and I didn't know until somebody actually told me after I got born again that Freemasonry was a problem. So here's this Bible that my dad had, and, you know, the back half was all just a regular King James Bible, a big, nice Bible, but the front half showed all the Masonic history and all these things. But I remember reading through that, and I saw them invoke the names Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, Isis, Osiris, Hor. All those names were in there. And the Lord began to tell me, I, here's how he did it. I'd walk in my office, I had that Bible in there, and I'd look in there over that Bible, I'd just look at it, and I'd just look at it, and I'd just look at it. And after about six months of just looking at it, I fully realized, uh, or came into agreement, Lord wanted me to get rid of it. And what I had done at the beginning was I had that Bible, and then a man told me that it was something, or the, the problems with Freemasonry, so I cut out all the Masonic stuff, cut it all out. And I cut off the square and the compass, and I cut, so all that was left was the King James. And yet the Lord kept showing me that and showing me that, and finally I burned it, and I had to I had to pray to get it to burn because gasoline wouldn't even set it on fire. The enemy was resisting that. I say this things to you right there. If you have inherited, if somebody's given you something, listen to me. If God is speaking to you, if somebody has given you something, listen, if they made heaven, they're cheering you on, and I hope they made heaven, okay? But if they gave you something or got passed down your bloodline and, and they gave you Freemasonry artifacts, 
if you have Masonic Bible, if you've got somebody's apron, if you've got the Masonic rings, you need to get rid of that stuff. Don't go out and sell it either. It's like giving somebody, you know, it's like selling somebody a box of rattlesnakes, okay? Get rid of it. Burn what you can. Destroy what else you can. And then repent for having it in your home. You have a, have had cursed objects in your home. Listen, all sorts of calamities happen. That does Just because you have something in your home doesn't mean the demons are always going to manifest. If you're blessed, they manifest and you see them. I promise you this. If you start walking towards God and you start opening your heart up and you start getting delivered and you start obeying him, things that are in your home that don't belong, you'll see things manifest. We've seen spirits manifest. We've seen things walk in the house. We've seen shadows out of our eyes. We've seen all sorts of things. The Lord allowed us to see it so we could get rid of things. So we could get rid of them. But if you're not walking that way and you haven't been walking that way, oftentimes you don't see anything but you have car wrecks. You get divorced, you're fighting with your family, something happens to your children, their sickness comes in because you got a cursed object in your house. Just repent. And then just in general, not, not just Freemasonry, if you, you're hearing me, repent. Ask God, do I have cursed objects in? It might be the movies you're watching. Could be the music you're listening to. Could be the books in it. You got Harry Potter in your house, you got a curse there, I promise you. Disney is trash. Walt Disney was an illuminist. It's gotten worse and worse and worse. It's full of magic. It's full of witchcraft. It's full of insinuations of homosexuality. Pray. Ask God to show you. Ask him to show you. Get your house clean. Throw it away. Repent. Pray over it. Break the curses. Run the demons out of your home. Have peace in your home. So, another god of Freemasonry is called Gaotu. They call him the great architect of the universe. The short G-A-O-T-U. Gaotu. So, they believe, listen, if you live by the square and the compass are referred to earlier, that square and the compass, that means if you live morally, you're going to be able to go join the great architect of the universe. Well, listen, that's a lie because there's only one way to get to the Lord who is our God and creator, and that is through Jesus Christ. So many times they, in some of the places, so officially, officially, and I'm not talking, listen, I'm not talking about the good old Lord boy lodge down the road because they don't know the darkness they're in. But, but in the highest levels, they don't necessarily deny Jesus as a man. They just deny his deity. They don't deny his good works and some of the words he spoke. They just deny that he's God. If you deny that he's God and if you deny that he's the son of God, you deny it. you're an, it's antichrist to the core. If that was the only thing wrong with Freemasonry, it would be enough to say, uh-uh, I can't be a part of this. But I told you these people are hoodwinked. Jesus is considered one of the enlightened ones that the Freemasonry in the highest levels, along with the Buddhist and in that world of Eastern mysticism, they believe there's a God force. And out of that God force, which is they believe in duality, that you got to have a good God and bad God. But out of that whole thing, they believe that these special people are sent. So they put... Moses is a special people. They put Gandhi as a special people. They put Muhammad as a special people, and they want to throw the Lord Jesus Christ right in the middle of that. Well, he's not. He is unique amongst everybody ever born of a woman 
the only begotten son of the living God. Here are some famous Masonic historian quotes. Masonry makes no profession of Christianity, but looks forward to the time when the labor of our ancient brethren shall be symbolized by the erection of a spiritual temple in which there will be one altar and one worship, one common altar of masonry in which the Veda, the Shastra, the Sade, the Zendavesta, the Quran, and the Holy Bible shall lie, at whose shrine the Hindu, the Persian, the Assyrian, the Chaldean, the Egyptian, the Chinese, the Mohammedan, and the Jew, and the Christian may kneel. It is all paths leading to one. Listen, church, it won't be long. The, the Antichrist will be on the scene. Even the ridiculous tearing down of all these statues. I mean, I, I looked at that and, and, and the reasons behind it, Father, there's, there's an ignorance of history amongst other things. But listen to me. The reason they're tearing them down is a precursor. When the Antichrist comes to power, there ain't going to be any statue of anybody but him. Oh, and by the way, when Jesus comes to power, when Jesus comes and he comes in the millennium, there won't be any statues to anything. But on the way to that place, listen, all, because there is but one hero is Jesus, and he doesn't want us to have a symbol to look at. He is it, and he'll be here. And all that's going to go away. But in the meantime, the Antichrist will not allow any worship but to him, and that is being prepared. That is a spiritual preparation for that day. So in his private petitions, a man may petition. Now, once again, this is... Another Freemasonry quote. He may petition God or Jehovah, Allah or Buddha, Muhammad or Jesus. He may call upon the God of Israel or the first great cause. In a Masonic Lodge, he hears a petition to the great architect of the universe, finding his own deity under that name. So in other words, they're wrapping all those names under the great architect of the universe. A hundred paths may wind upward around a mountain at the top they meet. I have a Mormon man that is a family member. I love him. He's close. He's lost. My, my own sister, who is involved in that cult as well, they're sincere, they're good people, they're blind to, to, the, to the truth. And, uh, but she asked me if they could baptize my father, who's not her father, but if they could baptize him for the dead. And I, I said no, and the Lord told me to go through her husband to let him know why. And so I did, and it just so happens that that husband had shared with me this dream that he had in which he and I were fishing, and we had talked about going to Canada to fish, and he said, we were fishing, and I was in the front of the boat, and he was in the back of the boat, and I was catching one fish after another, and he wasn't catching any fish, and he says, why am I not catching any fish? And I turned around to him and held my bait up to him and said, Rick, well, I said, well, that's his name. I said, you're using the wrong bait. <laughs> now... That dream didn't take a lot of interpretation, so I explained that to him when I was telling him why I couldn't agree with him. By the way, and I'll just throw this in here, if you don't know, Mormonism was birthed out of Freemasonry. Joseph Smith was a Mason. He was a divinator. He was even a European Freemason. He was a Mason. The symbolism on their temples is, is Masonic. The problem with Mormonism is they believe Jesus is the brother to Lucifer. Well, you can't be a brother to Lucifer and be God at the same time. They believe their God, who is called Heavenly Father, was a man who became God through good living. So they have an evolving God. So he's not the ancient of days, the one who was and is and is to come. You got a different Jesus. You got a different God, the Father. So even though it's by the same name and many, many similarities, the core is wrong and they are lost. 
but know that the root of it is Freemasonry. And ultimately, Freemasonry, the square and the compass, heaven coming to earth, all those things is man becoming godlike. Without God goes back. What I mean, what did the enemy ask Eve in the garden? That same lie being worked out. But in Mormonism, they believe when they die, if they're married and they're sealed in the temple, a man and his wives can have spirit babies on their own planet. <laughs> Just another lie and offshoot of Freemasonry, by the way. Officially, the Mormon church does not go for Freemasonry anymore, but that's just a political expediently. Their high-level people are still Masons. I told you Masonry references, here are the words, even Albert Pike said. Masonry references all the great reformers. It sees in Moses, the lawgiver of the Jews, and Confucius, and Zoroaster, and Jesus of Nazareth, and the Arabian icon class, that would be Muhammad, great teachers of morality and eminent reformers, if no more, and it allows every brother of the order to assign to each such higher and even divine character as his creed and truth require. Masonry is a worship, but one in which all civilized men can unite. Pike also said the first Masonic teacher was Buddha. The denial of God in the flesh is Christ or Messiah as one of only living God of Yahweh is Antichrist to the core. 1 John 2.22 says, Who is a liar? But he that denies Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. Alright, so I've painted a picture here of Freemasonry. And um, let me skip to a place here. I told you about the obelisk, so you get online and look. I'm gonna there. There are obelisks. I told you about that. The phallic symbols. It's a Freemasonic declaration. It's really saying Lucifer. Here I am. It is a power symbol. Uh, they got them in London. They got them in Washington D.C. You have them in Paris. The Eiffel Tower is one built by Masonic architect. You've got something that the same thing is in Rome at the Vatican with the eight staff path of enlightenment right in the middle of it. Osiris's needle, male and female right there in front of you. you got Seven-day Adventist Church has it in Puerto Rico. You've got it Mark and Joseph Smith's birthplace, uh, Tave Russell's birthplace, the guy that brought in uh, Jehovah Witness. You've got a massive obelisk on top of the American Baptist Theological Seminar in Nashville. You've got buildings built in these images in Germany, Minneapolis, London, Hong Kong, Houston, Dallas, every major city. you got pyramids with all CNI, one in Memphis, another one in France. Those are Masonic symbols. Yin and Yang, I told you about. You got that symbolism, by the way. It's in Pepsi. It's in Sprite. You got sun and moon symbols. I want to read one thing to you. And, and by the way, Albert Pike, he made the statement that Lucifer is the good God and Adonai is the bad God, that you must have a good God and a bad God, and they attribute goodness to Lucifer. So I want to tell you that. You should know that the Statue of Liberty is pagan. It goes back to Diana. It's Artemis, Apollo, all wrapped up in one. It was given to us by the Masons of France, resisted for 40 years. Go search your history books. Other Masonic symbolism is Illuminati symbolism is in Microsoft, CBS, AOL, that all CNI, back the dollar bill that represents also the eye of Horus, I have set, but the ability to see in the spirit realm outside of God. It's not something you want to do. Their oaths. I want you to hear this. And this is not my words, but I'm just reading it. I do most solemnly and sincerely promise and swear without the least equivocation or mental reservation or self-evasion of mind in me, whatever, binding myself under no less penalty than to have my throat cut across, my tongue torn out by the roots, my body buried in the rough sands of the sea at low watermark, where the tide ebbs and flows twice in 24 hours. So help me God and keep me steadfast in due performance of the same. Know this, because they spoke that, 
spiritually, their descendants now have trouble. So they also speak an oath to cut their heart and lungs open, uh, their chest open, and an oath to rip their bowels open. And so they speak these oaths. So spiritually, they become open to infirmities. They're descendants of a mason. They'll come and they'll have thyroid problems. They'll have breathing problems. They'll have asthma problems. See, it opens up for fear as well. Brings asthma, COPD. There'll be bowel problems, Crohn's problems, all sorts of physical ailments, premature heart problems, high blood pressure, all because of those vows and the descendants are getting attacked by it. We've done ministry in which in the middle of just doing Masonic prayers and breaking people out by the prayers, people have come afterwards and not only been set free from much bondage and much perversion and and because it is Baal worship, remember that. So there are temple prostitutes running around all over the place that need that broke off of them. But people would come and say, I got healed of COPD during the ministry. I got healed of that. We've seen much fruit in going through and breaking these oaths of Freemasonry. Ephesians 4, 2, 9, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Those words I just spoke were one of many oaths that many oaths that they take, can you tell me, if you're a Christian especially, those are words that anybody should be speaking? Well, the answer to that is obviously no. I just want to know we're about to end uh, at some point, and Sheila, I sent you the um, PowerPoint. But right now, in the name of Jesus, I want to pray over you. And, and uh, those of you that will, just repeat after me. Say, I renounce and forsake all involvement in Freemasonry, Prince Hall Freemasonry, any other lodge or craft by my ancestors and myself. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce and cut off witchcraft, the principal spirit behind Freemasonry. I renounce and cut off Baphomet, the spirit of Antichrist, and the spirits of death and deception. If you've said that, or if you just agree with it, just start breathing in and out of your mouth as I speak. Now, I command those spirits to go in Jesus' name. I command witchcraft to go, Baphomet to go, Antichrist to go, death and deception be gone in Jesus' name. I also command, in the name of Jesus, the insecurity that came with those things, the love of position and power, the love of money, avarice, greed, pride, be gone in the name of Jesus. I break the power and command fear of death in the name of Jesus. Go! In the name of Jesus, let God's people go. In the name of Jesus, say, I renounce all fear in Jesus' name. Say, I renounce every position held in the lodge by my ancestors, including Master, Worshipful Master, Tyler, and every other name. I renounce the entrapments and secrecy in the name of Jesus. Now, take a deep breath as I speak. In the name of Jesus, let God's people go. Master, go. Worshipful Master, go. Tyler, go. Entrapment, go. Distrust, go. Rejection, go. All Secrecy be gone. Hidden works of darkness come up and go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, say, I renounce all obligations, oaths, and curses enacted by the female members in the Women's Order of Freemasonry and the Eastern Star or any other Masonic or occultic organization. I break the power of the Eastern Star. I break the power of women's Freemasonry. I break the power of those occultic spirits. Let them go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you find yourself coughing, Keep coughing. If you find yourself going to sneeze, don't stop it. In the name of Jesus, spirits are pneuma. They're like breath. They're like wind. They oftentimes come out through the breath, through coughing, through sneezing, through burping even. Don't stop. If it's happening, let it go. Sometimes they just come out. We praise God for that too. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the oaths taken of the 33rd degree, and I renounce the passwords, Demolay, Hiram Abyss. 
Frederick of Prussia, Mecha, Macha, Balaam, Adonai. I break the power of the penalties. In Jesus' name, I utterly forsake and command the grand architect of the universe, go to to go, Lucifer to go, every demon that took on the name Lucifer to go. I don't thank you, Father. We renounce the universal fatherhood of God. In Jesus' name. Now let him go. People, take a deep breath. Go, 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 go. Demolay. Hire him a bit. Frederick of Prussia, Mecha, Macha, Balaam, Adonai. Go. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of the enforcement spirits and enforce those penalties. Great architect of the universe, go. Lucifer, go. In the name of Jesus, you lying spirits. They, I renounce the cable toe, the wine drunk from the human skull, all false communions, all poison. I break the power of the skeleton's arms. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the infamous assassins, the grandmaster, the law, the property, religion, the greed, the witchcraft, manipulations, and control. Go! In Jesus' name, we renounce and break the curses involved in idolatry the blasphemy, the secrecy, the deception in the name of Jesus. And we break the power and revoke all previous consent to deception. Go! Leave God's people. Idolatry go. Blasphemy go. Secrecy go. Deception go. Deceive go. I break the power of the effects on the curse on the tongue. I break that off the first or entered apprentice degree. I break that off the throat and the tongue. I take off the hoodwinks, the blindfolds. I break the power of the spirits that affect their spirit, their emotions, their eyes. I break the power of the confusion, the fear of the dark, the fear of the light, the fear of sudden noises in Jesus' name. We break the power renounce the blinding of spiritual truth, darkness of soul, false imagination. Go in Jesus' name. Spirit of poverty, go. Every spirit that usurps the marriage covenant, go in Jesus' name. Now, thank you, Father. We remove all those Masonic wedding rings from the right hand ring finger in Jesus' name. And break the power of the secret words, Boaz. Break the power of the serpent class, commanded off. We break the power of the python, which wraps around God's people, chokes off the word of God, and keeps them from speaking the word of God. We break that. In Jesus' name, that that squeezes and every other constrictor, we bind you, break your power. We break the power of the pagan symbolism, tracing boards. We break the power of Babylon. We break the power of Egypt. We break the power of the first tracing board. Be gone in Jesus' name. We break the power of the mixing of truth and error. We break the power of fabrications and lies and blasphemy. We break the power of the compass point presentation. Go in the name of Jesus. We pull those compass points and the spear and, and the swords out of their chest in the name of Jesus. And the Starts out of the liver from sexual sin. Now, right now, we pull off the cable to noose in the name of Jesus and command asthma to go, hate fever to go, emphysema to go, other breathing difficulties, go. We pull out the daggers in Jesus' name. We break the power of fear of heart attack. We break the power of the witchcraft oath and break the power of that that was sealed by kissing the volume of the sacred law. We break it and command those spirits to go in Jesus' name. And break the power of pride. We renounce it and break its power in the self-righteousness. We break its power in the name of Jesus. We command the infirmity to come out of the throat, the vocal cords, the nasal passages, the sinus, the bronchial tubes, the speech area. Go! And thank you, Lord, your word be released to these people and their families, Father, in the name of Jesus. We break the power of every curse on the heart and chest. We command Shibboleth and Joaquin to go. And the second tracing board demons, go in the name of Jesus. Go, 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 go. We renounce the sign of reverence to the generative principle. We cut off emotional hardness, apathy, indifference, unbelief, and deep anger. Be gone from God's people in the name of Jesus. Go in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Father. Every spirit that's damaged their emotions, that their hardened emotions or shattered emotions, we break your power. You got to go. And that spirit that causes numbness and spiritual numbness, we break your power. We also command the spirits to come out of the stomach and womb area, and we close every spiritual knife. We command Tubal Cain and Mahabon to go. We break your power and renounce you in Jesus' name. We break the power of the third tracing board, the blows to the head, the ritual murder, the fear of death, the false martyrdom, fear of assault or rape in the name of Jesus and helplessness we break your power and I command the spirits of death to leave God's people in Jesus name, in Jesus name, hire a bib, false saviors, false resurrection, spirits of infirmity in the stomach, the gallbladder, the liver, let God's people go even as the compassion of God is released, we break the power of the point within the circle it's bondage as we renounce all phallus work and break it and I command all the phalluses and the spiritual process to go. The temple prostitute be gone. We break the power of yin and yang and pentagrams in Jesus' name. We break the power of the all-seeing eye. Father, I ask you to close third eyes all over. To whoever hears this, let the third eyes be closed in Jesus' name. We break the power of fear, doubt, and unbelief and command them to go and confusion to go and depression to go. Lying spirits to go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Death, hell, and the grave have to go. Jesus took the keys. Anger, Hatred, murderous thoughts, antichrist spirits, revenge, retaliation, spiritual apathy, false religion, unbelief, and suicide. Leave God's people in the name of Jesus. Go, 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 go. That spirit from piercing their eyeballs, three-edged blade, go. Problems in the foot, the flaying of the feet, go. Madness, go. Mock beheading, go. I take the hoodwinks off, the blindfolds in the name of Jesus, go. Now, every spirit from all other lodges, the woodmen, the elks, the moose, the odd fellows, any of them, Grand Orient lodges, Prince Hall lodges, go. Daughters of the Eastern Star, Job's daughters, rainbows, demon let God's people go in Jesus' name. Hermes, go. You destroy their finances, go. Ill fortune, go. In the name of Jesus, go, go, go. We renounce and break the power of the poor box and the manipulation. Nimrod, Semiramis, Tammuz, and these goddesses. Semiramis, Athena, Minerva, Aphrodite, Venus, Artemis, Diana, Hestia, Vesta, Demeter, Ceres, Gaia, Terra, Rhea, Ops, Jezebel, all of you go in Jesus' name. Father, we give you the glory. And every spirit ordained to leave today that your people have gotten in agreement with your word and your ways and your spirit, now go in the name of Jesus. And Father, I bless your people and ask you to fill them with the Holy Spirit and fire in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a very, very powerful teaching. Excellent deliverance prayer. Thank you so much for that, Randy. And listen, folks, if you think you might have Freemasonry in your line, we've got a great PowerPoint and also an incredible advanced Freemasonry teaching that gets a little more in-depth with a little more advanced Freemasonry, curse-breaking, etc. If you want any of those resources, reach out to Randy. Randy, give out your information on how folks can get in touch with you and how they can get their hands on some of your great resources. Sure. Our website is ChristOutreachOklahoma.com. That's ChristOutreachOklahoma.com. A shortcut to it is KingRitchie.com. KingRitchie, K-I-N-G-R-I-C-H-E-Y. When you uh, hit our website, it says it's a good day to war. There's a lot of resource there. Uh, there's PowerPoints. One of, even the one I just taught on is there. References to other wonderful deliverance ministries, all that I personally know. And many articles that are there 
there to try to help people find freedom in the Lord. And we give him all the glory for it. And uh, even our phone number, 713-299-5377, 713-299-5377. And uh, we'll um, be glad to try to help folks that, uh, that want to get help. So um, feel free to contact us. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time and laying out this incredible teaching and for the prayer. Randy, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate your ministry and also a hi to Callie, your wife. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. It was really fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. And do come back and see us again. I'll do it. Thank you for having me, Sheila. Have a blessed one. Thanks, Randy. Folks, that was Randy Ritchie. His real name is actually King, K-I-N-G. And that was a fantastic teaching. And weren't we so blessed to have that? I also linked his website in the description below. And we're out of time. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless.